night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding the flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Let's say that together. Come on, everybody say, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on peace and on earth, peace to whom God is is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that the angel said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart thought about them often the lord excuse me the shepherds went back to their flocks glorifying and praising god for all they had heard and seen it was just as the angel had told them let me just take 10 minutes and talk about the good news of christmas the good news of christmas lord i thank you for what this season represents what this moment represents and what this day represents It is good news, and we're thankful for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. The good news of Christmas is firstly that we don't have to live in fear. Uh, That was the first announcement. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's it's said that 93% of all of our fears will never come to pass, that they're just these creations in our heads. So I love what one person said. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is a liar. Fear is always telling you the worst case scenario, hoping you believe it. Because what fear really does is it just keeps us stuck. It keeps us stagnant. We're not going forward. We're not going backward. We're just stuck. But the good news of Christmas, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. You don't have to be afraid of death. You don't have to be afraid of eternity. You don't have to be afraid of God. The good news of Christmas is God is not against you. God is for you. Fear not. 366 times in the Bible, you will find this phrase, fear not, or don't be afraid, or do not fear 366 times there is a do not fear for every day of the year even a leap year (laughs) somebody say fear not second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says god has not given you a spirit of fear so fear is a spirit that is trying to intimidate and trying to stop us from all that God has for us. To to fear not does not mean I'm in denial, and to fear not does not mean that I will never feel the emotion of fear. To fear not means fear is not in the driver's seat. Fear is not my decision maker. It's never going to shut up. It's going to keep on talking. It's kind of like a backseat driver. 
Don't look at anybody around you right now, okay? <laughs> it's, it's always going to yap. It's always going to talk. It's always going to, it's always going to try to freak out and get you to freak out, but it doesn't have to drive. It doesn't have to decide. I'm, I'm, I'm not in denial of what I'm going through, but I know I'm going through it with God. So I fear not. Secondly, the good news of Christmas is God has come to us. Man, this is good news. This, this is the good. The good news of Christianity is that grace initiates. That's the good news. The good news of, of Christianity, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God is the initiator. That he took the first step. That it's not my faith that initiates, but it's God's grace that initiates. And now all my faith is is saying yes to the yes of heaven. This is what the Bible calls the gospel. Good news. It's it's the message that when you couldn't get to God, God got to you. It's for for all men, the Bible says. Jamin, I'm such a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm such a terrible person. I made so many mistakes. I'm surprised God hasn't killed me yet while I've been in this church. I think the only reason God hasn't killed me is because I'm in a public high school. I think that's the only... No, no, no. Listen, this is for you. God loves you. I've made too many mistakes. No, it's for you. I've done too many wrong things. No, this is for you. I have failed over. I'm at rock bottom. This is for you. Shaven, I'm a good person. I don't really need this. I'm kind of just here. I'm kind of just chilling. I just, I'm, I'm good. I, I know you're good. But you're not perfect. See, the good news of Jesus is no matter how bad you are or good you are. The old preachers would say it like this. The ground is level at the cross. What was the old preacher saying? The preacher was saying that no matter where you find yourself at the cross, it's for everyone. It's, it's, it's for those that have it all together and it's for those that know they don't have it all together. It's for everyone. It's for you. It's for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life now that's john 3 16 it's one of the most famous bible passages but there's a there's a 17 there's a 17 verse that says this god didn't come into the world to condemn the world because you're already condemned so god is not adding on to your guilt and shame he's not adding on to the condemnation that you already know you're experiencing he didn't come to condemn the world but to save the world All religions are man trying to hopefully maybe one day get to God. Maybe if I pray enough and give enough and help enough and serve enough and if I'm good enough and if I do enough and I need to give an offering tonight, preacher, because I got to give something to God, you know, just to make sure. I got to make sure that when I die, the scales are in my favor. Friend, they'll never be in your favor. God will never look at your life and see if there's enough righteousness. So no, no. So, so what Jesus said on the cross is, it's finished. Yes. What does that mean? It, it, it means that you don't have to wonder, have I done enough? Let's just answer that really quickly. No. <laughs> ah, okay. 
That kind of sounds like bad news. Well, it is bad news, but now here's the good news. But Jesus has done enough. It happened on the cross of Calvary. And now all you got to do is believe. Whoever believes in him. This is, this is good news for all people. And now because of that good news, you can receive his peace. The scripture said in verse 14, peace on earth. Peace. Peace is the mood of God. Like he's not up in heaven wringing his hands, frustrated, huffing and puffing, rolling his eyes. God is, God is not in a hurry. God is not sarcastic. God is not frustrated. God is not out of breath. The, the mood of God is peace. Peace beyond circumstance. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says that God would keep us in perfect peace. Whose mind has stayed on you, who trusts in you. Perfect peace. Perfect Perfect marriage? No! Perfect man? No! Perfect woman? No! Perfect kids? Never! Perfect president, perfect economy, perfect country, perfect preacher? No. If I have not offended you yet, just stick around. It'll happen sooner than later, I promise. Some of you are still in the honeymoon phase with me. You've only been here for an hour. You're like, this guy's great. Just stick around. Perfect church? No. Perfect life? No. Perfect circumstance? No. Perfect peace? Yeah. Wow. Perfect peace. Perfect peace is when God gives you his mood and you look at your life and you go, it, it's crazy, but I'm okay. Perfect peace is life is really good, but I'm still lacking something. Yeah, you're lacking peace. I got money in the bank, but I'm empty on the inside. I got, I got this, I got that, I got this, but I'm, hey, what you need is peace. See, Jesus said in uh, John uh, chapter 16, he said, he said, I'm going to give you peace, not like the world gives, which means there's two kinds of peace. There's God's peace and the world's peace. The world's peace is fragile, fragile. It is here and it is gone. If things are good, you're good and you have peace. But man, that thing can lift quick. That's the world's peace. The world's peace is fragile, but God's peace is strong. God's peace is unbreakable. And and Jesus says, I'm offering you that kind of peace. Because in this world, you're going to have some trouble. But be of good cheer. This is John 16, 33. I've overcome the world. So yeah, there's going to be some things that come in your life. There's going to be some moments in your life. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome with peace. Peace. Peace is not the absence of a thing. Peace is the presence of God. <laughs> I have peace because God's with us. Peace. God loves us. Peace. God is for you. Peace. God will never leave you or forsake you. Peace. God is working. 
peace. God is moving. Peace. God has a plan when you don't have a plan. Peace. And the Bible said, when Mary heard all this, we just read it, she pondered it in her heart. She would go on to pray a little prayer like this. Lord, be it unto me according to your will. Like whatever, whatever this is, yes. She had a surrendered heart. She had a pondering heart. She had a submitted heart. Just wondered today, do you need that peace? Do you need God? Do you need God? The, the answer is yes. And I, and I hope you know that because it's for you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. The Bible says anyone who believes in him would not perish. Romans chapter 10, it's a book in the Bible. It says this. It says anyone who calls on his name would be saved. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to call on his name. You go, Jabin, I don't know how to pray. I know. I got you covered. I'm going to pray for you. I'm actually going to lead you in a prayer. You're just going to follow along. It's not my prayer that's going to save you. It's not your prayer that's going to save you. It's the surrendered heart that says, God, I know I need you. And God says, I see that. And I'm going to respond to that. So I'm going to ask the whole church out loud. We're all going to pray together. We're all going to pray together. I just want to ask you to stay with me. Two more minutes. Just two more minutes. Just stay with me in this moment because it's such a sacred moment. Such a sacred moment. Would you close your eyes? Would you bow your head? And would you just... Do a little business with God right now. Would you just think about this right now and go, okay, yeah, I think this is my moment. I, I think it is your moment. Let's pray together. I'm going to ask everyone to pray out loud, out loud from your heart. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me on the cross. I believe you rose on the third day. Forgive me of my sins for the things I've done. Make me brand new. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Change my life from the inside out. Thank you, Lord. Now, I just want to ask you right now in this moment of prayer to keep your eyes closed for one more moment. If that's you, if that's you and you say, preacher, that's my prayer. I'm praying that prayer tonight. Tonight, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. Or tonight, I'm rededicating my life to Christ. Don't you wait till January 1. Don't wait till Easter 2024. Don't wait. Don't wait till you hit rock bottom. Don't wait till you lose everything to come back into this auditorium and give your life to Jesus. Friend, his arms will still be open and we'll still be here. But listen to me. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait another day. You don't have to clean your life up. You don't have to fix things. You don't have to work on things and then give your life. Just right now, a surrendered heart to God. You say, I'm giving my life to Jesus tonight. I'm receiving that peace tonight. Or I am rededicating my life to Christ tonight. If that's you, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And I'm going to ask you to do that because I just want you to have a moment between you and God where you go, yep, that, that was me, Lord. That was my prayer. That was my prayer. That was my, that was my cry of my heart. I'm giving my life to Jesus, rededicating my life to Jesus. If that's you, let me see your hand. One, two, three. Let me see your hand all over, all over, all over, all over, all over, all over. Keep raising your hands. Keep raising your hands. More of you need to do so. Just do it right now. Now I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Please be patient with me and keep your hand raised for one moment. 
We are, we are not going to get any info from you. We're not going to take you. We're not going to ask anything of you, but we want to hand you a gift. And so I just want to ask you to patiently keep your hand raised until we get to you. Now, while this is happening, others of you have not raised your hand yet, and you know you need to. Would you do it right now? Would you just shoot your hand up right now if that's you? If you know that prayer was for you? If you're giving your life to Jesus tonight, can I see your hand? If you're rededicating your life to Christ tonight, can I see your hand? If you called upon his name tonight, can I, if there's anybody else, this is your moment. This is your moment. And I know some of you are waiting, especially here in the middle. Just be patient with us. We're going to get you that card. I'm giving you a little arm workout before all the holiday treats, okay? So just stay with me. Just stay with me. Many of you, you're going to have a card passed down by you. Just keep passing it down. Keep passing it down. We're going to get to everybody. We're going to help everybody tonight. Thank you, Lord. If, is there any other hands? I just want to wait one more moment. I just want to wait one more moment. Beautiful, beautiful. Once you receive that card, you could put it down. Perfect peace. Perfect peace in an imperfect world. A perfect savior for an imperfect sinner. A, a perfect God for an imperfect man. This is the message of Jesus. Good news, good news, good news. I bring you good news tonight. Amen. Amen.